Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. How are we all doing here on this fine Friday, the 24th of March? I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. As always here, talking about this, that, and whatever. I'm going to jump right into it with uh, what I've been playing and all that jazz. But first, I guess I should probably talk about the news, quote-unquote news that came out. Let me get the actual post from Polygon about the potential AAA Ninja Turtles game that wants to be God of War, except there is nothing but wishful thinking as far as I heard and all the other people reporting about it. Duh, 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 where is it? Where the frick are you? Come on. Polygon, what's with all this crappy story? Okay. Beloved TMNT graphic novel, The Last Ronin, is becoming a video game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin, is inspired by big action RPGs like God of War. Do, do, do. So, I'm just reading. What the fuck is this mutant mayhem thing? Created by GameFam and Paramount Game Studios. Coming soon on Roblox. What the fuck? Alright. Well, this uh turned out to be an absolute waste of my time. I'm trying to skim through this thing. The last run of video game annotation is being developed by an unnamed studio, which gives me concerns. But I guess this is a real thing. Da, da, da. Rosen said, Rosen, Mosen. Rosen. The Rosen posted. 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 Where is this fucking quote? Why don't I see quotation marks fucking anywhere? Where were all these people reading quotes? While other TMT games like Last of Treasure and Archibald about it, the last one will be primarily a single player character game. The Rosen posted that other characters could be played on platforms similar to how they come out. And then one of the last little lines of mystery when the last one comes here is announced. Oh, God. Well, this, is, this is a way to start a podcast, isn't it? Anywho. This is a, a game that is apparently in the works. Let's just read here. Polygon article. Mike McWhorter wrote it. A new, very different style of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is currently in development. An adaptation of The Last Ronin, the 2020 graphic novel that told a grim, futuristic story about the turtles. Like the comic, the last Ronin video game adaptation will be a darker, more mature take on the typically colorful Ninja Turtles, according to Doug Rosen, Senior Vice President for Games and Emerging Media at Paramount Global, the rights holders for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fun fact, the Ninja Turtles were actually dark to begin with. And then we got our Archie comics and the animated series that lighten things up and made them into the turtles we all know and some of us love 
In an interview with Polygon last week, Rosen likened the upcoming third-person action role-playing game to Sony's recent God of War titles and said it will be authentic to the story of the last Ronin arc, which is set in a future where only one of the turtles has survived. While other TMNT games, like last year's Shredder's Revenge, are typically about playing as all four turtles and sometimes their allies Splinter, April O'Neil, and Casey Jones, the last Ronin will be primarily a single-player God damn it, it says character, and I keep saying player. Single character game. But Rosen poisoned that other characters could be playable in flashback sequences, similar to how the comic theories plays out. <laughs> it's series, not period. Series plays out. The primary action is said to center on the only surviving turtle. The identity of that lone remaining Ninja Turtle was something of a mystery when the last Ronin comic series was announced. Though I would say, realistically, a, a Ninja Turtles story focusing on one of the turtles would realistically only follow one of two characters, and more often than not, only one particular character. So I don't think it was much of a mystery, and if you really think about it, it's not much of a mystery. You can at least immediately eliminate not to spoil anything but the last surviving turtle is not donatello or michelangelo though i think in a story like the last ronin which i won't go into details about it or anything don't worry uh, outside of saying that those two are definitely dead i think if they wanted to be more interesting they would have gone with Michelangelo for the last surviving turtle because given his personality and his more playful nature seeing how he coped with that scenario in that scenario could have made for some very interesting stories and dilemmas but uh that is not how it played out i do think this is promising conceptually it sounds incredible but who the fuck is making it who has has paramount teamed with anyone i have no idea i don't i don't want another platinum games piece of crap they destroyed my heart with Mutant Mayhem or whatever the hell it was called. Idealistically, but at the same time, who even knows? I Is is Rocksteady still the Rocksteady that made Arkham Asylum? How much of that team is still there? But it would be great to see them make up for Suicide Squad with an incredible Ninja Turtles game. Don't see that happening, though. But it could be, it could be good. If it's, if it's of a quality similar to that of the newer God of War games, it'll be amazing. But I think that is a very high bar to try and hit or get anywhere close to, especially when it's an unnamed studio, presumably not a brand new studio, though it's some studio that 
depending on who they are, will lead us all or, or, or that, that, that is going to be what makes us either excited or not about this. Because who the fuck knows? I don't. I am. I'm cautiously optimistic. But with this Ninja Turtle news, I realized I never talked about the trailer that came out for the new upcoming movie from Seth Rogen. There are two movies in development. I'm not sure if the other one is another live action one. But the Seth Rogen one, I think it looks okay. Visually, there's a lot to like. However, like with Spider-Verse, one of my issues with it is that while visually it's very striking and there is a lot of beauty to it and a lot of distinctness to it and overall it, it looks great it can be a bit much it can be excessive at times with too much detail in the background too much line work too much just in general and it becomes it becomes it becomes distracting it can become painful on the eyes I really hated a lot of Spider-Verse and the 3D but not 3D effect. I found that incredibly disorientating. There there are parts of we that are not to that level but a bit much. My my bigger concern with that movie though is the story. I like that they are really focusing on or, or, or pushing the, the teenage side of them. Because so often, despite their name and having teenage in their title, in their name, they don't often come across as teenagers. That is one of the few positives I'd say about Rise of the Ninja Turtles or whatever that most recent animated series was called. They at least had them act like teenagers, but the rest of that show was pretty shit. And I get that sense from the first trailer for this new movie. But outside of that, I didn't see a lot in there from the characterizations to what little bit of the story we see that had me that pumped or excited to see the movie I will of course because it's Ninja Turtles and I see all that shit but yeah anywho this is this has been a great start to the podcast don't forget to dislike it my my good friend who's been disliking a lot of my most recent stuff I've got a I've got a fan quote unquote fan a new fan but in terms of what I've been playing, the main new thing I played was Overloop, which is a 2D side-scrolling puzzle platformer set in a dystopian world where cloning has been created and has brought with it the usual problems of 
discrimination and rights and questions of what it means to be a person, what it means to have a soul. Do clones have a soul? Do they have rights? Are they just objects? Are they just things that we can discard as we wish? And you play one of the scientists who helped create the cloning process. And you are going about presumably discovering the nefarious nature of your company and all that jazz. There, there's a story there that I quickly started to skip because, while it's not bad, it has some cheekiness to it, some humor in it that's okay. The most positive thing I can say about the humor and the writing in general is that I never found it eye-rolly, but I also never found it particularly compelling or engaging. So I just started skipping it, which is easy enough to do. But it's there if you need a story to help push you forward. It seems like it might be a short-ish game. I got over half the achievements after about an hour and a half of play. And I felt like where I was, where I left the game, I was closer to the end than I wasn't. Because achievements don't always relate to progress. But the, the way the game plays out is it's got a pixel aesthetic. Looks all right. Solid animation. And you have a gun that allows you to shoot, but also gives you the ability to create clones of yourself. And it works the way you would expect where you utilize clones to progress and get past obstacles you wouldn't be able to otherwise. It has more of a... maniacal nature to it and it's reminiscent of i may get the name wrong but that old xbox live arcade game the misadventures of pb winterbottom i think which i believe maybe was tied around getting two pies at the end of every level but you created clones yourself in that and would utilize them to reach heights you wouldn't be able to otherwise or activate switches that allowed you to get through paths that are otherwise closed off to you. The difference in Overloop, the maniacal nature that I alluded to, is that oftentimes you will have to do things that will lead to your clone's death. So there might be a laser in your way, and the way you destroy the laser is by walking through it, which will uh, initiate an explosion that will kill you, and cause a ripple effect, uh, a blast radius that will destroy the laser as well. And of course, if you were to do this yourself, you'd be dead. So instead of, the, uh, of doing that, you create a clone of yourself and just have them walk through the laser, blowing up themselves and the laser in the process. There are instances where a beam of light that does damage and will eventually kill you will propel you as well and you use a clone to go under this beam and have it propel you up to the ceiling where you will activate a switch at the top of the ceiling that'll open up a doorway or 
remove an obstacle for a brief period of time so that you can progress while your clone is getting bombarded with this light damage until they die and explode. And there's a lot of that. So there's a, there's a lot of using your your clones to progress not caring about their safety or their well-being and I'm guessing that story-wise you will hit a point where maybe you start to feel bad about this where you start to question whether or not what you've been doing this whole time was right because the game does keep uh, an ongoing tally of how many clones you've created I'm, I'm in the hundreds right now not past 200 but I'm in the, the hundred area and it's fine it's alright it, it isn't the most amazing game it's not doing anything particularly new it's most enjoyable when it asks you to do things that are more time sensitive. So like with the beam of light where you have to create a clone, put them under this light, have them get shot up to this switch and then switch back to your real self and get past this obstacle before it falls back down or whatever because the the clone died and are no longer no longer activating the switch or some cases where you go through one space and then it initiates the level scrolling and a laser coming down after you and you have to do things in a somewhat timely manner whenever it's asking you to utilize your own ability in addition to the mechanic of cloning that's when it's the most fun because it, it becomes challenging when, when you have as much time as you want to tackle a situation it's never all that challenging so it's a little bit dull in that way the the puzzles are never that complicated or clever so when it becomes more mechanically taxing more mechanically interesting that's when it's the most engaging it's okay. It's okay. I like that they at least do try and spice things up gameplay-wise. There was one area that threw a helmet on you, which allowed you, in, instead of jumping in, in those levels, pressing the A button uh, would reverse gravity. So you'd be flipping between... The, the ceiling and the ground that was fun and and your clones also have the helmet attached to them as well but I, I enjoyed that little change up to the gameplay that only lasted in that area and that's probably where the game does the most interesting things gameplay wise is through the environment and how that adds a wrinkle to the more basic typical gameplay 
there is a part on a train where when you are on top of the train, you have to think about the fact that if you jump the, it's not the wind, but because the train is moving, you will be pushed back far and you can lead to, to dying that way. The checkpointing is okay. There, there, there were a few cases where I thought the checkpointing was a bit, a bit uh, not great, where there was a big gap between checkpoints. Yeah, if, if you're a fan of puzzle platformers and you like the idea of cloning yourself to solve puzzles. And the more maniacal nature of it. Uh, check out Overloop. That's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing that's new and potentially exciting. So let's hit the Patreon questions and call it a podcast. So we can all just get on with our days and our weekends and relax. Because that's what we all need, I think. Am I right or am I right? So first up, from Livin' Large, chocolate or vanilla? I thought about this question prior to this recording, and I realized in my initial thinking, I immediately jumped to vanilla because it is a much more versatile flavor. It goes well with a lot more things, whereas chocolate is much richer and doesn't pair well with other desserts. For instance, I think the maybe best dessert in the world is a fresh, hot, but not burning, as hot as you can be without burning, apple crisp, a la mode, served a la mode, is fucking delicious and again maybe the best dessert but I can't imagine eating that with chocolate with with a a scoop or two of chocolate ice cream vanilla ice cream is what you would need and there are many different variations of vanilla my preference would be French French bean vanilla or whatever it's called but that, that wouldn't work so well with chocolate and I realized when I was thinking about this that I was focused solely on ice cream but that's that's not the only iteration of these flavors you also have candy and in the candy space what fucking vanilla flavored candy exists I have no idea I was trying to think of a single vanilla flavored candy and I could not think of anything Because all the white candy I think of is just white chocolate. Outside of maybe there is that other brand that may be some generic off-brand thing. I'm not sure. But those non-Tootsie Roll Tootsie Rolls that come in a bunch of different flavors. I always really like the red ones, which are probably strawberry or cherry, one or the other. But I like those. But 
I believe they have some kind of tan or beige flavor that's not caramel or toffee. They may also have a caramel or toffee Tootsie Roll. And, and they probably do. But there was another one that I think is potentially vanilla flavored, which sucks. Whatever, whatever flavor it is, it sucks. So in the candy space, chocolate is a clear winner. And, and speaking of chocolate... M&M's suck. Sixlets are better. Sixlets are delicious. M&M's, fuck you. They suck. They're just base M&M's. Peanut M&M's are great. The M&M crisps or whatever they were that may or may not exist. I don't know if those were a limited time version or anything. Those I remember being pretty alright. But your, your general candy bars or chocolate in general. I love dark chocolate. 100% dark chocolate is the only way to go. But in the candy space, chocolate's a clear winner. Then we have the pastry space. So cakes, donuts, etc. In that space, I'd have to give the... I'd have to give the whatever. <laughs> what am I trying to think of? I'll give the reward. I'll give the trophy to chocolate once again. Because while I don't like a lot of things that are flavored chocolate or vanilla, I'm not a huge cake person. If I had to have a cake, I would go with chocolate. Give me a nice chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. My uncle used to make this really, really good chocolate banana cake that was just fantastic. But of course, the best cake is carrot cake, which isn't chocolate or vanilla. However, the best donut, the best donut in the world, your local pastry shops, your local bakeries, I don't care. The best donut in the entire world is the chocolate frosted munchkin from Dunkin' Donuts. I don't give a shit what anyone else says. Uh, I mean, Krispy Kreme had a really good glazed blueberry it was like it was like wrinkly looking I don't know what it was but it was delicious and it was way richer and denser than their base donuts which are great but are so fucking light you can eat a million of them and not feel like you've eaten anything which is not good for any food you should never any food that you could eat a ton of and feel like you've not eaten any is horrible But chocolate is definitely, in terms of pastries, probably the the winner. Thinking of Hostess stuff, I love Ho-Hos, the cupcakes. Those are the two that I, I think of immediately. Twinkies, which I'm presuming are vanilla. Uh-uh, Twinkies suck. The one, the one potential, but if this is just one dessert and i've already mentioned multiple chocolate ones pound cake i'm not sure if that's technically flavored vanilla but i love pound cake and that would that would be an argument for it but ice cream it's 100 vanilla candy 100 chocolate pastry it can go either way but i i lean towards chocolate so there's a complicated answer to your question from enchi 
if you were given a week free of obligations just to play whatever games you wanted, not for content, what backlog games would you play? This is an impossible question, Angie. I don't know why you asked this. I can't think like this. Because guess what? You can probably tell with this particular episode, but ever since my father had his stroke, things have been very, very difficult. And they've only, they've been somewhat stagnant as of late. And it's just been very, very trying and hard. And I do not enjoy or look forward to recording this podcast or working on Attack the Backlog or doing anything related to Pixelated Sausage. I do it because I feel this sense of obligation. When realistically, I know that I could give it all up and stop it 100% and no one realistically would care. I I could I could I could burn it all to the ground and it wouldn't matter to anyone. I understand that there, there are a handful of patrons and everything but in the grand scheme of things the death of pixelated sausage would mean nothing to the world. <laughs> so I'm doing it just because I have this I still have a love for it, even though I, I have a love for it. I have a love for podcasting. I have a love for Attack the Backlog and everything. It is just that despite that love, the current state of being, my current state of being is that of one that does not enjoy actually working on it. But I, I, I don't really like anything right now. <laughs> Life is not great, but I don't want to. I don't want to waste too much time being oh woe is me. Everyone's got things going on in their lives. My 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 issues are nothing compared to a lot of other people's. But if I if I wasn't making content or worried about this that and whatever, I'd probably play something like. The Witcher 3, Cyberpunk, or Death Stranding, some massive, massive game that I know I, I spend a lot of time in. Or, 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 or a better answer to that would probably be one of the Assassin's Creed games because I do still want to, once I have another cushion, play something like The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk and Death Stranding. But the Assassin's Creed games, I am way less inclined to play because I think... Death Stranding, The Witcher 3, etc. That can lead to more interesting content creation while Assassin's Creed, insert version here, they're all the same shit. It's all the same shit. What interesting thing could I really have to say about those games? Who really gives a shit? And ultimately, it would just be this incredibly huge game that I'd get lost in for hundreds of hours doing menial things and they'd be great podcast games but would they be great content creation games I don't think so which would maybe make them better for a hypothetical I can just play whatever and not have to worry about making anything from it type of thing But yeah, probably 
I really, I really want to play The Witcher Three. It's just currently it's it's time consuming and all that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm not thinking of just because I put it on the back burner for so long because of the 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 size and scope of it. You know who'd be great to make a Ninja Turtles game? Sucker Punch. Anyway, uh, from Sunny, last question: What is your favorite smell? My my definite not favorite smell is you, Sunny. I don't want to smell you at all because I imagine you smell like so. You remember that part? in the movie Role Models, where it opens up and Sean William Scott's character is dropped off by his lady friend and he comes up to Paul Rudd and he says, guess what I did last night? Then he raises two fingers and puts it to Paul Rudd's nose, who recoils at the smell of it. He goes, dude! And then Sean William Scott smells his own fingers, gives a little smirk. That's what I imagine you smell like all the fucking time and I don't want to smell that. So not you, Sonny. That's a definite... But my answer to this is pretty boring. I, when I thought about it, the immediate answer was fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. There's a reason why they funnel that into stores to get people to purchase shit and stay in the store and shop and all that. I really, really like fresh baked pizza as well. Cooked cheese in general is just kind of a pleasant smell for me. It may be the Sicilian in me, but I really like the smell of cheese. <laughs> and I, 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 it doesn't even have to be baked cheese or anything, just cheese. I remember there was there was something there was something that smelled like cheese that wasn't cheese that I liked because it smelled like cheese. <laughs> Which is a weird thing. But I like that. I'm trying to think if there's anything less boring <laughs> no I have it I have the actual answer and it's a little sad but I I, I love the smell of my cat it was, it was very comforting it, it was like it was like being home and I miss that smell so yeah, the smell of my cat in particular, Pokey. That's my favorite smell. Anywho, that'll do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import, that'll get you to the website, the YouTubes, the art I make, anything, everything all at once you can go to pxsausage.com and in addition to all those links i already mentioned it'll also get you a link to the patreon which is patreon.com slash pxs and go in there you can uh fucking this is this i this outro is all over the place if you enjoy this here show and any of the stuff i do and what have you you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense. If you support at the $3 higher tier, then you can have 
access to the private Discord channel, as well as the ability to ask me questions that I may or may not answer on the podcast. So if you want to know stuff like French, not French or vanilla, chocolate or vanilla, what games I'd play if I wasn't making content, or what my favorite smell is and isn't, then you can become a patron. If not, that's, that's cool too. But, but mostly it's easy, you know, just for those who enjoy this stuff and, and would like to support me. You, you can do that or whatever. Anywho, that's it. That's all. So, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day and a lovely week. And so, for now, adios, arrivederci. Bye!